Thank you.
Well, praise the Lord. The uh, song says, why don't you lift up your hands and praise the Lord. And it's a biblical principle to uh, lift our hands up. There's something about lifting up hands. Not only hands, but lift our hearts up and uh, worship God. There's so much you can thank God for. Prayer is so vital and important for every child of God. Uh, uh, tonight, before we continue our service, why don't you join with me in prayer? We want to remember some of the needs and the fellowship and some of the problems our saints are encountering. Pray for families and, and let's pray for the Lord give us a good service tonight. Why don't you stand? Yeah, we didn't see Brother John here tonight, so I we believe that something is not right with Sister Monica, and we want to we'll remember her in our prayers tonight. Why don't you stand tonight and join me in prayer? <clears throat> Father, tonight we are so grateful to you that we can approach your throne of mercy and of grace. We are your children. We appreciate, Lord, the sacrifice that our Lord Jesus made. Yes, Father. The time that he spent in the Garden of Gethsemane and on Calvary, we thank you for every drop of blood that he shed. Thank you, Lord, for your promises and the scripture which says that he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Father, every time we read that scripture or reflect back at the days when the time when he took those stripes on his back and the crown of thorns and the nails in his hand, the spear in his side, I think, Lord, it's because of me. And I'm so grateful tonight for him dying and being that sacrificial lamb that laid on his life when I'm supposed to have died, Lord, but he took my place. And every one of us, Father, sometimes we would slip and we'll do things contrary to what you want us to do. In our humanity, we'll fail. But I'm so grateful tonight for your mercy, for your grace. For your compassion, Father. You've been a good God to us. And the reason why we are here tonight is because of your love towards us. The reason why we're alive tonight is because you've kept us until this moment. We thank you for that. Tonight we pray for every family. Every individual that's encountering some difficult yes, moments. We may not be aware of all the situations, Father, but you know everything. Yes, and we bring them before you. We believe in prayer, Lord. And we believe in bringing all our needs before you and all our burdens before you. Oh, yes, Father. And Father, because you hear and answer every prayer, you're God of miracles. You're all-powerful, Lord. You're in control of everything. And tonight we bring the families that are encountering some difficult challenges. Those, oh God, have lost loved ones. And yes. Those whose kids are giving a hard time and have left home, Father. Those marriages that have been broken, homes that have been broken and shattered because of the work of the enemy. Tonight we bring them all before you. Father, we seek after you and we pray for mercy that you'll reach down your hand. Mm -hmm. We know that you're a healer. Heal every heart that's broken. Father, heal every sickness and disease that's plaguing your people. 
Oh God, we pray that you'll heal our minds and our hearts. And many a times we would be discouraged and disappointed. And Father, our spirits would be down. But Lord, when we think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, our hearts rejoice yes. in gratitude and thanks. Yes. Father, tonight... Not only our local assembly here we bring before you, but remember our fellowship. Oh God, the brethren around the world, Father, there are so many. We bring every church before you, every gathering before you, every pastor before you, every saint before you, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you'll preserve your people from the snares of the enemy. God, protect and preserve them from the traps that Satan has planted for them, O oh God. Keep your ministers secure. O oh Lord, touch their minds and minister to their hearts, we pray, that it will teach your people according to your will and your plan. Father, we commit our future entirely in your hands. Bring our local assembly here before yes, you. Father. Yes. Father, we know that there has been a trial, trying time for the past two, three years, O oh Lord. We have gone through some real difficult moments. The Lord, regardless of the circumstances that we faced, deep in our hearts we have experienced your mercy and your grace. And you've kept us even unto this moment and our hearts are filled with gratitude and thanks. Thank you for every meal that you provided for your people. Oh God, thank you for healing every sickness and keeping your people preserved and, and protected, oh Father. We ask that you'll strengthen our faith. Increase our trust and our confidence in you, Father, we pray. Yes, in Jesus' most blessed and wonderful name, we give you thanks, Lord. Thank you for the faithful few that attend here tonight in our midst. And those that are listening over the year, God, we bring them all before you. Those that are not able to even move around. Remember, Brother Bob and Sister Phelps. And Lord, your people around the world, this and how well. Remember, Sister Monica, Brother John. Pray, Father, that you'll reach down your hand of compassion and grace and reach down, O oh Lord, and please be that healer for them. Strengthen their faith, we pray. We're looking forward to you for a miracle. Oh God, we're looking forward to you for strength and direction and guidance. We thank you tonight for our pastor and his dear wife. Thank you for the years that he has labored in this assembly. Thank you for his ministry. We were all blessed and we are benefited from the ministry that you blessed him with. Yes. Pray, Father, that we'll never, ever uh, give a deaf ear to the words that you've implanted in his heart to minister to us. But may his words sink down deep in our hearts and bring about changes, not only in us individually, but our families, oh God, our congregation, that they will be changed. Lord, unless you build a house, they labor in vain that build it. Oh, Unless you keep the city, the watchman wicked, but in vain. Help us not to attend church in vain, not to worship you in vain. But God, let our hearts be sincere. And let our hearts reach out to you, Father. Let us believe and trust in you in every situation, we pray. Let us call upon you. Help us to be more prayerful people. Help us to seek after you more. Help us not to be deceived and carried away with the things of this world, Lord, but... Help us to seek after you with all of our hearts, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We pray and ask it tonight. In Jesus' most blessed and wonderful name, we thank you. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Can be seated, please. <clears throat> we are glad to have Brother Singh and Sister Chandri back with us.
<clears throat> I'm glad to be here <laughs> after being away for a bit. And uh, I am really appreciative to the Lord for everything that, uh, that we have gone through. And uh, I, I'm so sorry that I had to miss the anniversary service last weekend. And um, the anniversary service was last weekend, but that does not mean that we'll stop talking about uh, the things that uh, their ministry has done for us. We'll continue to talk about that and continue to reflect on where we're coming from and how God has used his ministry or their ministry <clears throat> to be a blessing to every one of us. I, uh, I uh, don't want to just reflect on some of the lessons that were given, but there has been a positive impact on our lives, life change, uh, the way we, we conduct ourselves and the way we do things. I know that, uh, that uh, we have had, even starting in Guyana, we have started out, and it was brand new. I listened to, the, uh, I listened to our uh, funeral service we had this past week, Brother Philip, and uh, I know that our funerals, the services, are quite different than the services that they have out in, religious, in the religious world. Uh, the hope that we have is so different. I know God has turned my life around and turned my mind and my knowledge has been uh, improved and changed. And uh, God has given me a better understanding of, of the scriptures, of uh, the, the truth that lies within the, the word of God. And I recall the times when I was uh, out in, in, uh, in our, in our uh, previous church. And I wanted to know more about the Lord, and I wanted to find out more about, especially the book of Revelation. And we grew up in a Christian home, and I'm grateful for uh, a godly mother Amen. that has helped us to, uh, uh, to, to serve God in the way that the Lord would want us to. Uh, not everything we did meant that it was right. Uh, we would do things by ourselves and and carry on by ourselves and things that are so far from what she wanted us to do or what God wanted us to do. But overall, uh, I'm here tonight, Brother Singh and, and all of my brother uh, that, uh, that's uh, a minister. We are in church and we are Christians because of, I believe, because of a prayerful mom. Mm -hmm. And the Lord bless her heart, she's gone. And I thought about it, I looked at uh, the funeral, uh, we were able to look at it in Zoom, and looked at the funeral service, and, and our hope that God has given us is quite different than when you hear about what's going on in religion out there. And I'm glad that I'm learning truth. I'm learning to understand what the Bible really teaches, uh, scripture that's been uh, properly uh, explained and expounded uh, to us. I really do appreciate that. And it all started when God sent back Brother Singh and Sister Chandri to Guyana, and they took a, a completely different uh, message than what I was accustomed to or what we were accustomed to back then in that country. And it, uh, it was the right time. See, the Lord did not want me to hear anything earlier than when it was dispensed to me and given to me. Uh, I remember the time <clears throat> when uh, 
Um, we would, because of family overseas, they would send normally send a little tape. I don't know if Sister Chandler, you remember that? They'll send a tape with recording and say how much they love us and what you're doing and for the family, and we play it and sing. I mean, listen to all of that. And, and I remember the, when the tape was finished, um, Brother Singh spoke and, and Sister Chandler spoke and Nadine, I think she just hummed a little, but um, she was quite little at the time. But when it was finished, something uh, came, up, came on the, the recording, and it was uh, a message of the resurrection in Des Moines. And uh, there was something quite different, what I heard. It was just a short piece, maybe five minutes, but it was quite different than what I heard before in my entire life. Uh, and uh, it, it uh, sort of, there was a, like a magnetic pull to that I played it over and over and over and over. And then the time came when uh, and Brother Singh and Sister Singh went to Guyana and they, they, they came back uh, unexpectedly. We didn't expect them to show up at that time. And uh, we sat down and we talked about the scriptures, we talked about the word of God. And what was surprising to me was the fact that when he walked in, um, I looked at him and I remember when he left for the United States, I remember his appearance, I remember his, the way he spoke. And it was a completely different individual that I was exposed to that night. And I didn't figure it, I couldn't figure out what was the change. And uh, he came in and <clears throat> prior to him coming, I remember there was a, we had our local church and a service was going on. And Brother Arnold was there with us in that, uh, in that um, service at that time. I'm not sure if Brother, no, Brother Richard was not there. He was not the, even a part of the group yet. But one of the elders, a uh, uh, predominant elder, stood up and prophesied to my mom that uh, her son is coming back, I think, with flying colors. I think if, if I'm not misrepresenting him. And, uh, and um, yeah, we just took it as a, you know, the, you know, religion out there, they prophesy over every little thing and they do everything uh, so, so uh, emotional sometimes. And so without us expecting anything, he showed up. And, and uh, that night when he walked in, I remember he put down his the suitcases and he said, he told mom and dad and myself and who, whatever, whoever was, was sitting there in the living room, he says, I'm a different person. I'm not the son that that uh, went to the United States, I'm quite different. And you know, very, very critical I looked, and I said, well, what's different about him? And uh, uh, we spent some time that night, and I want to take a lot of time talking about this, but we spent, we, we spent a lot of time that night, and I want to find out what makes him so different. We're talking about difference. And uh, I, um, I remember when he began to talk, the difference that I noticed at the time was that almost every sentence that he made, there were scriptures behind it. And I says, you know, this is, this is, this is quite different. Uh, it was, and I, to me, it was, it was strange that there was uh, so many scriptures. And, and we, we spent, I remember we sat down on a little, uh, uh, we call it the veranda at the back of the house. And we went to the midnight hours, and we were talking, and we were talking. But something about the conversation, you know you can listen to someone and get bored. You can listen to someone and get tired about listening and hearing all that was said. And, 
and was done, but there was something that was quite different. And uh, we did, I didn't want the conversation to stop. I want to listen to more and more and more because I knew that there was something quite different and interesting. And from that time, I believe with all of my heart that God had touched my mind at night. And I believe that God had opened my eyes and my understanding and my ears because whatever was said there remained there. And one of the things I, I really appreciate in this ministry is the fact that we, when I went to church, I, I remember I, had a, I was their superintendent for Sunday schools and their youth leader. And uh, I remember we go to church, we go with our Bibles, right? But I never wrote in my Bible. I always keep it nice and clean. I write in my Bible. I never took a notepad uh, to church to take notes. Now, the only thing I probably would take to church with a little note is the things that I want, the scriptures that I want to talk about. And uh, I recall the time when, uh, when we started the first service we had with, uh, with Burr and Sister Singh in Guyana and the first time. I know it's not 43 years of reflection. It's prior to 43 years reflection. And I was wanting to know where I'm coming from as well. It's, uh, remember the service we started, and there has been, without much uh, a saying or preaching, the gospel uh, that he knew of, there was already rumors going around in the neighborhood and the community that uh, he, has, he came back with, uh, with uh, uh, false ideologies and false doctrines. And so we started that first service, and uh, a, a sister got up and uh, and I remember she said, she says, you know, the Lord did not change and I will not change. I was young. I was in my teens, late teens, and I, I didn't really understand much of what's going on. And so um, she said that, and it was not that the Lord touched her mind to say that. Now I'm reflecting back and uh, I'm looking at those days and know that oh, there are times in which God would touch someone and give them an utterance or give them words to say. And on the flip side, I know when somebody get up and speak, does not mean that God would touch them to allow them to speak what they're saying. So I learned to distinguish between the two of them. And this is where this, this assembly, this fellowship has really taught me a lot to understand when the God is working in a, in a service or where the adversary is working in a service and how to determine what's God and what's not God. And so when she was finished, <laughs> Surprisingly, Brutusin got up and he dealt with uh, uh, Matthew 10 and, and, and Acts the 10 chapter and show at one time when Jesus told his disciples, go not into the, the, the Gentiles and lost sheep of the house of Samaria, I think, enter ye not, but go rather to, uh, and preach the gospel. Uh, and then uh, in Acts the 10 chapter, he, uh, he showed us where God changed. And at one time he says, go not into the lush, uh, no, no, go not in the ways, ways of the Gentiles. And, and then God turned around in Acts the 10 chapter and then he, he sent uh, Cornelius to, to Peter. And uh, so the God did change. At one time he didn't uh, want them to go to the Gentiles, but now he turned around and changed and he showed show how God was, uh, God changes dispensationally in, 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 in appropriate times. And uh, it was then, after that, uh, we have had the negative, uh, negative attitude. Uh, they've had negative attitudes. I was still part of the, the church, and they had negative attitudes. And, 
And so I recall when uh, we decided, uh, when I say we decided, Brother Singh decided to start um, a church by itself by, in my mom's uh, living room. And before he do that, there was so much uh, uh, rumors going around that he was a false teacher. And so he decided as we go and we'll talk, he went out the extra mile and knowing him today, he would not do that, but he went out the extra mile to sit down with uh, some of the leaders of, the, of that uh, uh, community in the, in the fellowship that we were part of uh, to discuss and to talk about uh, to, to, to what they feel that he was wrong in teaching. And I recall the, there was a, a, I think that was a day or some time that they were fasting and praying and they were supposed to have spent some time uh, praying and, and, and bringing some needs before the Lord. But when we walked in there, uh, the leaders, they were not fasting and praying. They had breakfast. They were having uh, a meal. And I'm not knocking them. No, I'm not saying I'm just telling you what I was exposed to as a young man in my teens. I, I look and I try to I try to. Uh, decipher what's right and what's not right. And I remember when we sat down, they could not even, they could not even uh, 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 come up with some ideas that, uh, that what they promoted that he was wrong and, and the, the, the doctrine that he teach was wrong. And so we left. Uh, I don't want to get into too much details. We left and we started the church, a uh, little church in Port Morant in my mom's, mom's living room. And the very first time we, sat, we began to sing, we learned, I learned uh, some of these choruses, and I was the band back then, Sister Pam. I remember you was part of the choir you sang, and you probably still have some of the songs written in your Bible. But the first time we had church, we started out, and, and uh, we sang. There was a different spirit. There was a beautiful Spirit that I never experienced. Well, I was in Pentecostal for many years, but there was a beautiful spirit of God we felt. And we sang, and when it was finished, and we, we heard the word of God, and it was eye-opening, heart-opening, mind-opening, soul-opening. It was so much that it spurred our zeal that we wanted to study more. We wanted to know more. You see when the scripture says, uh, uh, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. And there was a spiritual appetite developing in some of us that were there, that we wanted to hear more of what uh, the truth is. And so we, uh, we are remember there were individuals uh, in the community, and, and not only from our fellowship there back then, but different churches that came to spy and our church and came out there to see what we were doing. Uh, they heard that we had a, we didn't want, that didn't, we didn't believe in the Holy Ghost and we had a different spirit and all kinds of things, you name it, uh, they were accusing us of. And so one brother came, he came out and he came to visit and he sat down there and I remember he came to see and spy, but whatever happened that night in that service, he could not have left. He just remained. He had to come back again the second time. And this is the difference with the body of Christ. You see, there's an absolute difference in the body of Christ. It's not the spirit of the devil attracts people. No, when the spirit, the genuine Holy Ghost, begins to work in the midst, it reaches down and it does a genuine conversion in our hearts. 
And that is why it's so important today for us to understand where we are in God. You see, it's not, this is not something that was started overnight. No, it's years of labor and prayer and fasting and studying. I remember we had an 8-inch reel-to-reel Sony uh, recorder. And they had that we played that thing. It was always, you walked in that house, that thing was always on. The messages and the Word of God continuously praying, uh, playing and playing. And, and it was so, so uh, 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 strong in our hearts that we begin to study. And we call a time, we'll sit down, we'll visit uh, Brother Singh's house. Uh, he, he, moved, he rented a house and not too far from us. I recall a time that... Uh, he rented that house. We would go and we would sit down and we would hear the word of God. And our hearts would be blessed. Mm-hmm. We, we learned so much and Sister Chandra would cook. I was like the curry chicken that she was cooked. That was something that attracted us too, uh, to go to her, her house often. But we sat there and we did not want to leave. And this tells me something. When God gets a hold of your heart, when God gets a hold of your mind, you would love Him so much and love the things of God so much and you love the Word of God so much that it would drive you more and closer to Him than ever. Oh, we didn't have much persecution in Guyana. Today we don't have much persecution either. But you know the scripture says, and they that will live godly shall suffer persecution. And we are living in a time right now, we think about our age that we're living in and our society we are living in. It's an evil society, isn't it? But what makes our society evil? Think about a home sometimes, our family and our homes. You say the home is evil. And what makes that home evil? Is it, is it that we see demons, spirits, and fallen angels? No, no, no. It's the individuals that would make up society and make up our community that's evil, allowing the devil to use them in an evil way that makes society evil. When you look at the news and it's so depressing, you can't even want to look at the news anymore because it's so depressing. When I am a born again Christian, so to speak, in church, and I'm involved in activities of the world, when the scripture says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Mm-hmm. When Jesus prayed a prayer in John 17, he says, sanctify them to thy truth. He says, thy word is truth. He says, I pray not for these alone. You know what? He says, I pray not that you'll take them out of the world, but you shall keep them from the evil. And I believe when he says, I pray not for these alone, but for those that shall believe in my name. And I believe that the those are you and me today. And I believe with all of my heart that the Lord's prayer was not in vain. True. When he prayed sanctify them. The sanctification is a set setting apart. And if I am to live according to what God wants me. How God wants me to live. I need to understand what God's will is for my life. And to know God's will. I need to understand the scriptures. And we have not fallen short of the word of God in this assembly or this fellowship. We have not drifted away from holiness and godliness and righteousness in the teachings of this fellowship or this assembly. There is still, holiness is still there. Godliness is still there. The problem is 
we have failed to implement those things in our hearts like we did when we first met this body or this fellowship. When it says, when the scripture talks about, uh, uh, it says, uh, but you have left your first love in Revelation. It says, you have left your first love. I examine myself every day and see where I have drifted away. And there's a pull. There is a strong pull in society, from, in society right now for not only the people outside of the church, there's a strong pull for every child of God that wants to serve God. There's a tug and a pull that wants to, the devil wants to destroy. But we've got everything. You see, the lessons given here is not for the pastor's benefit. It's not for his prosperity and his, his success. Every lesson, you think about it, all the lessons, like for instance, the whole armor of God. What benefit would that be to him if we put on the armor of God? It is for our protection. It's for our survival. Amen. It's to give us an understanding and an education as to who we are up against. Our enemy that we are up against to fight. Mm -hmm. And this is where we have to stop the years of just attending services and attending church. We need to start making our lives a sanctuary for God. Look at the song that saying, we sing, uh, Lord, I want to become a sanctuary. We can sing until we are blue or purple in the face. Until we decide in our hearts that we want God and His Holy Spirit to dwell within us and make us sanctuaries for God, that He can dwell within us. I pray that God would help me that my home would become a sanctuary Amen. for God. That everything that transpired within that, the four walls of my home, God would approve. Mm -hmm. And this is where I love God so much. I've gone through some real challenging health issues recently. But you know what? Before I did, I thought that I was the healthiest in the family. I thought I'm the last of the nine kids, siblings. And I thought I was the healthiest. No diabetes, no blood pressure, nothing. Everything was just healthy. <laughs> I thought I was fine, I could run, I just exercise, I take my heart rate up to 180, just very cardio and everything was fine. There was no indication or symptoms when God wants to get a hold of you. There's a difference. And that, that humility and that humbleness that God had to put me through, I understand He's in control of all things. Remember the time when I began to pray and, and says, Lord, why is this happening? Why am I getting sick? It's sin, sin, like sin. I'm, it, it, it's not a blessing. It's not a blessing whatsoever. And then I knew, normally would have my daily scriptures and the one that I open up and I read, he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes. We are healed. Then I realize in the lessons that we have had over the years in this assembly, that makes it so different for me. I don't know, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me here tonight. The reason why it makes such a great difference in my life is because I can see God in every lesson that he has given us. 
I can see God as when I wake up in the morning and I think about what the scripture talks about. I can see God when I'm watering my garden. I can see God when I'm cutting the lawn. Every area of my activity, every activity that I'm involved in, I am beginning to see God in it all. And if he's in control, he allows things to happen for a reason. And then it was up to me to find out why is it happening to me. But I'm so glad tonight I lift my heart up. And I lift my hands up. And I'm grateful for the goodness of God. There is never something in my heart that was angry against God. But I'm thankful for the goodness of God. Now I'll sing of his goodness. I'll talk about his goodness. I'll I'll declare his goodness. All of the time. Because he has never ever failed me. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. And tonight I want to say I'm so grateful and thankful for the Lord Jesus. He has never failed. He's never. He is always there. He has never left me alone. He's never left you alone. And you might be going through some hard times, but the scripture says, "Think it not, count it not strange. Think it not strange when you're encountering some difficult times and you go through some hard times. Think it not strange, but understand." He says, "Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age." And tonight, you're not alone. David said, Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadows of death? I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. But I look and I remember, I look at the days we had. Brother Arnold was there and he's gone. We look at Brother Dave. This is almost my age group. And he is gone. I look at my nephew, he's younger than me. He's gone. Mom is gone. Dad is gone. I recall Sister Eileen, I was thinking about her the other day. I remember that last time I I got sick and we were, yeah, we were in this church and I got sick and she she cooked up some some concoction. (laughs) I don't know what she put, Jamaican rum or whatever she put inside and she she just gave it to me. She said, you try this, this is going to heal you. You know, Sister Eileen talks. This is going to heal. Take it. And so I next came back to service next time and she asked, she says, Well, how was the, the thing that I gave you? I said, Oh, it did work, but it was, God, it was awful tasting. <laughs> she said, You silly man, that's supposed to be a rub, not a drink. <laughs> but I, I drank the thing. It says, it says it had rum inside, so I drank it, right? <laughs> now we know. <laughs> I remember the good people that we have lost. Well, we say it's not a loss, really, but they're gone. So many individuals we know about, and they're gone. Recently, we just, Brother Philip is gone. We don't know who's going next. But the hope that God has placed in every one of our hearts, that we can face death, and we can face the, uh, the challenges of losing individuals. It's going to be painful. Through it all, we know that there's a resurrection that God has planned for every one of us. Aren't you glad for the hope of the resurrection? Thy dead men shall live. Together with my dead body shall they arise. 
Awake and sing, ye that dwell in the dust, for thy dew is as the dew of herb, and the earth shall cast out her dead. This is our hope tonight. Amen. And tonight I'm grateful and thankful to be here. I'm so glad for this church and Brother Singh's ministry, Sister Singh, being, she's not a, 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 a she, behind every man there's a, 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 a successful woman. Good no. cook. It's not behind. I don't think it's behind. I think it's alongside every man. <laughs> and so we, I am so glad tonight to be here and, and so glad every one of you to hear and, and you've been faithful and God will reward you and bless you in time. Praise the Lord. Amen.
tonight we are grateful to you for your goodness and kindness towards us in our weakness Lord you have been our strength sometimes when we are down you lift us up in our sickness you have been our healer father in our want you have been our provider and tonight we're so grateful to you because you have never failed us you have never left us alone we pray, Lord, as you'll continue to minister to every one of us. We need strength from you. We need guidance and direction from you. Help us, Lord, that we can face tomorrow and the challenges that lies ahead and the problems and the difficult moments we can face knowing that Jesus is with us. Commit our future entirely in your hands. Remember our service tomorrow. Remember your people, wherever they are around the world, minister to them, we pray. In Jesus' most blessed and wonderful name, we thank you and we praise you. Amen and amen. God bless you.